Welcome to the Calm Nights, Strong Days podcast. With over 30 years in the health and wellness industry, I've realized there's no one-size-fits-all solution for sleep and stress resilience. What affects one person's sleep and ability to handle stress is different for each of us. The stage of life you're in, work and home stressors, your DNA, genetics, upbringing, social life, and more all affect how your body handles stress and your quality of life. Join me as we explore a variety of tools, strategies, and solutions I've employed with clients over the years in solo episodes, as well as insightful interviews and experts. Together, we'll unravel more pieces of the puzzle, empowering you on your journey to calm nights and strong days. So let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode 40 of the KPI podcast. Today, we're diving into mastering recovery, your path to peak performance. Now, we can start thinking about your body's recovery scores. So the WHOOP gives it as a recovery score. Aura is a readiness score. I'm not sure what tracker you're using. It may be at... um, a point with its technology where it combines a couple of the stats. Sometimes your sleep, your HRV, we'll be diving into that today. And it will combine them to let you know how ready your body is for a mental or a physical push. And when we think of these recovery scores as the stock market of your well-being, we'll think of investors. Investors, they're they're tracking their stocks to monitor the growth and the performance of their investments. This is the same as the recovery scores. The recovery scores provide you with these daily insights into your body's health and and its readiness. And much like the stock prices, your recovery scores fluctuate. So you're going to be reflecting, um, you'll be seeing this ebb and flow in your physical and your mental resources. No stock at all. When you go and you look at these stocks, if you look at them on a weekly, monthly, three-month, six-month basis, you're going to see all of these up and ebbs and flows, these ups and downs in every single score. That is the same that is going to be showing in your data on your health tracker. And when your recovery scores are high, it's, it's just like your portfolio. Your portfolio is thriving. And it's signaling that your body is in this prime state for action. You're, you're mentally clear. You're focused. You're on, on, on your game. On the other hand, when you get these low recovery scores, it's, it's resembling a market dip. And it's indicating that your body might need a little more time to rebound and regain its strength. And we pay more attention to these health stocks. You can make these informed decisions about when to push forward with your activities, and when to give your body the recovery time that it needs. And this is all in that pursuit of achieving peak performance, really understanding how to build the most solid investment with those ebbs and flows going up so that over time, the trends of your stock, your portfolio, of your health portfolio, your stock portfolio is going up. Okay, so that is what we're looking for in these recovery scores. If I could go back in time, oh man, if recovery scores were created when I was personal training clients back in with my corporate clients almost 30 years ago, um, 
I do honestly go back in time so often and think about my clients and think about what I could have done with them had we had these devices, had we had this technology and been able to really check into these recovery scores. I just, it's just amazing. And I can't go back in time. But what I can do is really work with those of you now. <clears throat> so if we start thinking about a high ranking executive in a very fast paced corporate environment, I mean, the, the clients that, that I've worked with when I was training and the clients that I'm working with now in, in working with their recovery scores and working with their data, they are deeply committed to their job. And many, as you know, as you're climbing the corporate ladder, you're working extended hours. Um, and you're very successful because of this. You're able to work your way up, get the promotions, make the sales, close the deals, do whatever it is that you need to do in your chosen career. And many, I know from working in the client, I would have clients that would come to me. Some of them wanted to hire me five days a week. And I'd be like, no, you know, I can't. That's going to push you over into overtraining. Now, that is because the mindset when I was personal training back then, 30 years ago, was push, 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 go, 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 hard, hard, hard. We never taught clients how to do slower recovery workouts and to actually understand what their body meant. Back then, and still to this day, we often think, hey, we're going to the gym, we have to push hard. And we think this, this, this is where it is in business too, if I want to excel in my career, I have to push hard. The thing is, is that there comes a time when you've reached a level of success where this pace and doing it all for yourself, it, it starts working against you. And in fact, it slows you down. I have a, um, a client I was speaking with. I do know when I was working with her investments and she had bought um, someone's book off of them and she was doing it all on her own. She had, I believe, one assistant at that time. At points in time of that book, I believe she did have a second assistant working with her. But we've actually talked about this now in how she, where she is now in her business, she has associates working under her and she has multiple assistants working for all of them, for her um, associates. And we talked about, is she going to retire or is she, I'm like, well, what about buying another book? She's like, oh, that buying that other book before almost killed me. I go, yes, but you're at a different state in your success right now. You have associates that you can be handing some of this to that can be helping you that not, you don't have all of your clients that you had and then, you know, doubling or tripling that amount. And if this brought up the book, 10 times is better than two times. It's by Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy. It's, I love this book. And what he talks about is if you start think, thinking things from a 10 times level. So if we look at this client where she bought that book and she was doing things the way she knew how to do them. She was two times in things, right? Okay, buy a book. Let's double my, my, my investment portfolio here. And 
She was doing it all on her own with her assistant. And I believe sometimes another assistant. That's two times in it. She struggled. Had she thought 10 times to where she is now, where she has an associate, I'm like, you can hire another associate. And if that's still too much, once you buy another book, then you get another associate to help you out with this. You get another VA. Like she's at that point, another assistant that can help. That's 10 times in, right? So when we get to a point in our careers where we're excelling, where we're moving up the ladder, we have more people working under us, more people helping. We can bring on, you know, an assistant to do things. We can bring on somebody in our house to do, to manage a lot of our house assistant things. Wherever we can lower the pressure and noise, we will. But if we don't, that's when things start breaking because we can't handle more and more success being piled on without making sure that other stressors in our life, even stressors that we're not, um, they're not large stressors. They're not big stressors, right? But they all add up and they all put pressure and noise on us. And there comes this time where you've reached that level of, of success, where the pace and doing it all yourself starts working against you. And this is the same thing that happens in our bodies. When we're pushing, pushing hard, when we're first going to the gym, your body can handle the push. Your body can handle, you know, less recovery time in between. But as life, you become more successful, there's more stressors. You're most likely sleeping less. Your sleep quality starts decreasing and your body starts feeling it. And you start getting heightened stress levels. Your sleep patterns become more disruptive. You, there becomes this decline in both your physical and your mental well-being. You're not able to always make it to the gym and you're more tired, less focused, or you are going to the gym, but you're more tired, less focused. Injuries start popping up. The day-to-day -day of the job and your home starts taking more energy than it used to. And all of this decreases your ability as a leader that as you're rising up the ranks, that success starts decreasing on you when you're not recovering. You need to be recovered. And as we start piling more and more stressors on, we need to be more cognizant of your recovery. So had I been able to track recovery scores with my clients back then, oh man, I think of the things I could have taught them, not about just the pushing and how to really excel and, and, and push their bodies mentally and physically. What I could be teaching them about the value of their recovery as well to gain all aspects of that. So as they were moving up the ladder, they would have had all of these pieces and this information there. And like, I, I go back to that often. And I have been, since I started doing this, I've reached out to my, many of my past clients um, just to talk to them and be like, hey, this is how I can help you. And I've gone back and helped some of them. And what, what so let's dive into then understanding these recovery and readiness scores, these recovery and readiness scores. 
We think of your readiness scores like a traffic light, and this is exactly in the WHOOP. The WHOOP labels them green, yellow, and red, just like a traffic light. So green means you're good to go. Green means you've recovered well. Um, yellow is signa signaling the caution, and red means stop. Stop right now and take that time to recover. And just like you wouldn't want a red light while you're driving, it's really important to respect your body's red days for recovery. I do find as well that when you're of the personality like myself and many of these high achievers, that when you are pushing hard in a corporate world, there's the guilt for stopping. There's the guilt for taking the day off, especially when we are so connected to devices now. There's that guilt. But what I do like about having these trackers as well as it takes that guilt off of, Ooh, I need to recover. I need to take the rest. I'm not going to be at my best. I'm not going to be the best leader. I'm not going to give the best work right now, give myself the time I need to recover. And then I'm going to come back strong and hit it hard. And it's going to take a lot less energy from me. So when we're looking at these recovery and readiness scores, I'm going to dive, just kind of break down how the WHOOP does it in the Aura Ring. The WHOOP calculates your recovery during your sleep and it records your recovery the next morning after your sleep is complete. And what it takes into account is your HRV, which we've spoke of. If you missed that episode, go back to the HRV episode. It takes into account your resting heart rate, your respiratory rate, your sleep performance. We did an episode last episode on that, so dive into it. It goes into your blood oximetry, uh, when that is detected and your skin temperature. It takes into all of that into account in order to figure out how recovered your body is. So things like why would skin temperature matter? Well, when your metabolism is working on overdrive, when you're in a little bit of, um, when you're starting to overtrain, get overtraining symptoms, your body temperature increases. And this could be just a couple of like 0 0.2, 0 0.3 degrees. Um, or 0 0.03 degree, like 0 0.01, 0.02 degrees. Like it's not much, it's minimal, but that can start giving signs that this is happening over time that you're starting to get an overtraining symptoms. So all of these together, the heart rate variability, resting heart rate, respiratory rate, sleep performance, your blood oximetry, your skin temperature all together are what give whoop it's red, yellow, and green signs. When you're in the green as well, so it gives you percentages as well. You do want to take account if you're in the lower green. That's kind of telling you you're kind of, you know, you're close to the yellow and seeing where you're at with that. With the aura, the readiness scores, it also tracks your recent activity as well as your sleep patterns. So it, it combines both of those. And it tracks with your resting heart rate, heart rate variability, and your body temperature as well as your sleep. So pretty much the same, um, although it does add in the activity for the aura, but it's pretty much the same as the whoop. The recovery scores um, or the readiness scores, they do vary from day to day. If you had a horrible sleep, if you had too many workouts in a row, if you haven't recovered, if you had a really big deal that just closed, or you've been working a really huge case, if there's a uh, some really major issues in the stock market. If you're in the stock markets, if you buy another book, right? These are things that can affect it. There's also other things that can affect it. For me, sense is a huge one. 
we yesterday went to the um, CNE that's um, in Canada. It's our national exhibition. And we were in, uh, there's just so many smells and I get hit hard with synthetic fragrances. I can't go down a soap aisle or the two aisles beside it. You can tell my stress markers on my tracker will go up when I am in those aisles. So we spent the whole day yesterday going through where there was all kinds of people going by with perfumes and colognes and just even their um, shampoos and conditioners and all of these things, like all of those hit me. And we were around so many people, plus we were around perfume areas and clothing sections and textile that that hits me that you could see a big hit. And I knew that today had to be um, more of a recovery day for me. So um, you'll start noticing that all these things add up screens before bed um, and just changing your habits, changing them good or changing them bad. You will start noticing the difference at the X as well. We were eating all their crazy foods. We had deep fried um, Reese's peanut butter cups. Um, we had some really interesting foods while we were there and that will all hit me as well. So just understanding that it is not just the stressors of your job as well. It can be things in your leisure time that can be affecting your recovery scores and everybody will be affected differently. So it's really important to understand that, that your recovery scores, like everybody in my family's, my husband's recovery scores after a day, like yesterday will be different than mine because he's not affected by sense. And so it, it's, it's important to understand that they will be different, different stressors for different people. Um, the impact that, that recovery does have on our performance, it affects our moods, our focus, our energy. We become more prone to injuries, constant colds, flus, allergies can get harder if you're in those lower recovery rates for longer periods of time. Now, I've... I do think back of all of former clients and there was one client that uh, I had with training that I still to this day wish that trackers had have been invented. This was a guy that was, uh, I don't know how high up he's C-suite. I'm pretty sure. Um, and he on his free time was a cyclist where he'd go, you know, hundred K ride was just a Saturday leisure ride. And then he'd go for other long rides with intense people. And he's really struggling in our workouts and we couldn't figure it out. His coordination was sometimes off. Things would slow down. It just wasn't right. And I kept being like, something's wrong here. Like this is not, <sighs> When a client stops being able to make gains, but they're actually starting to decrease in their performance, uh, there was something wrong. And then he told me that on one of his bike rides, he couldn't keep up and he threw up. So I told him I wouldn't train him anymore until he went to his doctor. And he went to his doctor. And that day he called, he was in the surgery, triple bypass. Um, and I know that had we had a tracker for him earlier, because it tracks your heart rate, it tracks your HRV, it tracks the way that your body's handling stress. He would have known that his bike rides were putting way more stress on him than they usually did. He would have known our workouts were putting way more stress on him. We were going by all the subjective data that like, okay, you're struggling. This isn't right. Like you can't do what you were doing a couple of months ago. 
Like what is going on that you can't be doing that? We, he would have, his sleep would have been affected. There would have been, his stats would have just been, well, we would have seen his stats probably six months before then already changing or even before that, that I wonder how soon we could have caught what was going on had we been tracking his stats, had we had all of the amazing data that the WHOOP and the Aura Ring do provide. And um, I just, I know that understanding your recovery scores, if you're somebody who is cycling and you're doing the same amount of cycling, the same amount of working out, all of this stuff and your recovery scores are tanking and you're getting like, he probably would have started being in the red on a consistent daily basis we would have known something was wrong and he should have gone to got, got checked out. Like if he started resting and it wasn't going up, we would have needed to check that out. So just, it's just amazing how much data you can have control of when you are tracking it, when it's 24 seven on you. And so what factors influence your recovery? So your sleep quality, when you have poor sleep quality, less deep, your body can't repair, less REM, your mind and your focus can't repair. We dove into that in the last episode, um, in episode 39, were your stress levels. So high stress levels can lead to increased heart rates, elevated cortisol levels and muscle tension. Now, if we think of stress levels, this can be good and bad. Uh, this could be a wedding. This could be um, closing an amazing deal winning a case that you have worked so long on. Um, it, it can be great things, right? We have to still think though stress is stress on your body. Your body can't tell the difference. Nutrition, poor nutrition can definitely impair your body's ability to recover effectively. And proper nutrition supports your tissue repair, immune function, overall well-being, which positively impacts your recovery scores. We also need to get the right vitamins and minerals to support your, support your stress system. And this was something that until I started working with responders in 2018 and really diving into stress systems, I didn't realize I always taught healthy, balanced nutrition, which is great, but I never ever gave focus or credit to the vitamins and minerals that your stress system requires. So just for example, Every time your stress system kicks out, it's kicking out cortisol, which is your stress hormone. Vitamin C is required to make cortisol. So if we think of how much your stress system is going out in a daily basis, your requirements of vitamin C also increase and decrease based on that. Same thing with magnesium. Magnesium is released in your bloodstream every time your stress system is released in order to balance things out. So we fly through magnesium, the more stressed we are. So there's one thing for healthy, balanced nutrition. There's another thing for understanding the vitamins and minerals that your stress system requires and understanding that supplementation, that when you are feeding your stress system what it needs on a daily basis, um, and it can then perform better. So there's one thing about thinking about how to fuel your whole body, but there's another layer to that when we start thinking about how do we fuel our stress system. Um, hydration, dehydration definitely negatively impacts, um, recovery scores working with responders. It was amazing. It, it, it blew me away when starting to work with them because their stressors are huge and they're coming to me with like their stress systems are taxed to the max when I'm seeing them. 
and their sleep deprivation is unbelievable. That it blew me away that the very first lesson in my program when I was teaching them in a group program was hydration. That many of them felt a difference in their focus, in their energy, in in, in all that. And it makes sense because when you're dehydrated, your it supports your circulation, your cells repairing, your overall recovery. And it gets all the blood flowing through their brain. It gets your blood into your brain or blood flowing through your body and your blood into your brain. And so we don't often give hydration the credit that it deserves that hydration itself can make a big difference on your recovery scores that many of these guys, they'd start hydrating going, Oh my God, I feel so much better. And the thing is, is many think like, and yes, we're diving into traumas and um, well, their sleep deprivation, all of these things, but it is amazing how much relief they got just from water. So hopefully that helps you understand as you're listening to this, that, uh, if you're not drinking enough water, then start doing that in your day. And that alone could help your recovery and readiness scores, alcohol and caffeine intake. Um, not only do they dehydrate you, like every cup of coffee you have, you should replace your a, a cup of water on top of your daily requirement of water. It's it's really important, but alcohol also disrupts your sleep patterns. It decreases your amount of ability to become to stay in REM sleep. So it decreases your memory and your focus and your mood ability. Um it's also really important to understand that that also caffeine can disrupt your bedtime, inter- interrupt with your sleep quality. And alcohol also can affect your stress uh, hormones as well, which throws off everything in your readiness score. Cause that's how like, it really throws off your HRV. So these are just some of the factors that can influence recovery. There are so many of them. When we start diving into this, as I said, sense is a big one for me. Um, it's so different with everybody, but that's where I often sit down that's where it's it's a two hour consultation when I am starting off with somebody because we need to dive into everything so I can get this big picture to figure out where are your stressors? Where are yours? Because um, they are going to be different on an individual basis. Even if you're working in the same career, in the same department, in the same position, uh, with the same management and everything, your stressors will still be different from one another, your readiness scores will be different. Your sleep scores will be different. All of the stuff will be different for each one of you. So we really need to dive into that. And when we start looking at your readiness scores, it really is like we're watching the stock market. And when it's high, we know that you can push hard, right? When it's low, we know that you can take a rest, that you need to take a rest. You need to be restorative. And, And that's where if you can decrease um, projects or meetings, that's where, um, from a female point of view, you may start seeing trends where the first two weeks of your cycle, from the time you get your cycle and for two weeks up until ovulation, you have more brain focus and power and ability. And the last two weeks is where it starts dwindling. And if you are somebody that is affected by that, um, I know for me, I book all of my creative stuff, all of my big picture thinking, big projects in the first two weeks of my cycle. And um, 
do more of the other work on the other two weeks. So you can start learning how to play with this with your readiness scores as well. And then if we think of this too, like the long-term recovery plan, this is like stock market is a long-term term game, right? If we're only focusing on that day-to-day, -day, pulling in lots of money, that's like, I mean, oh, shoot. If you've read the book, Psychology of Money, they talk about, is it Warren Buffett? Oh man, I'm so mixing up my names. I totally know these names. Um, he's the one who, who like at the age of 65 had 80 billion in stocks or something. And he started at the age of 11, but he went slow, slow and steady. He knew the stocks he was buying um, very slow. And then when he was 60 something, he had like 85 billion, billion, he doubled it. Um, years after that, I'm not getting these numbers right. But they compared him with somebody else who actually put more money into the stocks, but was more aggressive in their training and their trading. And because they were more aggressive, doing more of the short term uh, trading, short term gains, they actually gained less in the end. And if we, if we think of that too, okay, well, if I just go big and go home right now, if I just really push, if I push really, really hard in my workouts, if I eat crazy clean right now, then one day I'm not going to have to, right? If I just do this until I lose this amount of weight, um, I only have to do this really hard until this point. If you do that, that's like, playing the stock market where you're going on the short sales, you're going on um, just all the short outcomes and not looking at the long-term goals with all of that. Um, and so the recovery scores are the same. We want your HRV to stay strong and steady and steadily increase to a point that's good for you, but achievable for you. We want your readiness scores some days in the, in, in, um, you're going to have some bad days. You're going to have some good days, but we need to make sure that it is on the up and up. Now, that being said, we would like to have one low recovery day in between a good day. So if you have a high recovery, you go low the next day, cause maybe you hit it hard in the gym or you just finished a, a huge project and you celebrated a lot, you might go really low the next day. We would like that to start increasing the day after and going up and hopefully getting back into the green within a day or so. That being said, there are gonna be certain factors. Alcohol, you'll find you don't get back into the green within a day, often, after a big, big uh, celebration. You may also find that autoimmune diseases or something in your environment sometimes can throw that off as well. So our goal would be to have a, if we're going with the um, green, yellow, and red that we do with the whoop, our goal would be to be in the green and to go back, go down into the yellow once or twice a week and be back up into the green a day or so later. If that's not, then that's where we should start diving into things. If you already know you have an autoimmune disease, then we have to look at that a little bit differently. Um, if 
But if not, then we need to start assessing as to why what's going on until we understand what is happening to not be getting you back up. Is it that you don't have the right tools? Is it that there's something underlying going on in your body that we haven't really um, tapped on yet that we can either support or help or, or work on? So rest is as important as the push. If you don't get the balance in your readiness recovery scores, then you do risk burnout. And that's where you start getting the diminishing performance, increased risk of, in risk of injuries, weakness, um, weakened immune system, decline in your mental health, reduced creativity and innovation. You strained, you get these strained relationships, um, which I know for, for many, like the short fuse starts happening at home first before it starts happening in the office. And it leads to this lack of presence. It reduces your quality time with loved ones. And there's a lot of potential misunderstandings due to high stress levels. You get long-term health consequences, plateaued progress, and this lack of fulfillment feeling. There are these stages that you go through. And when you're not getting that recovery, when you're not getting back into that green, back into those high readiness scores or recovery scores, then we, we find common that people say is, I've lost the joy or I'm not satisfied anymore. I'm not as happy in a job. Like I know that I like this job. This is the job I've always loved doing. But I don't like it anymore. Sometimes there are external reasons because the job itself has changed, but if the job hasn't changed and you're not fulfilled anymore, you're not feeling the joy. I would start checking what your recovery scores are like and seeing where they're at. Or if I see somebody with low recovery scores frequently, I'm asking them like, how much do you enjoy your job? How much do you enjoy what you do? Like, do you enjoy it as much as you used to? Did you like it at one point and where did it stop? And we start seeing these trends as we're going through of high stress, low recovery happening. All right. That was a lot on your recovery and readiness scores. Hopefully that um, helped you understand how important it is to be checking recovery and readiness scores and understanding what they mean and really listening to them, giving yourself that rest when you need the rest. Um, it doesn't mean don't work or anything. It means maybe not hitting the gym, hitting as hard, maybe eating a little cleaner. It could mean maybe upping the supplements that support your stress system. It could mean so many different things. It could mean hydrating yourself. It could mean, you know, going for a walk instead of going to the gym or getting outside, doing your breathing. It could mean so many different things. It could mean if possible to postponing some big meetings for another day, um, if possible. If not, then you know you need to break out your other tools to support your stress system as much as you can and then recover after. So I am thrilled that you have tuned in and delved into these fantastic world of recovering and well-being with us today. If you found the insights we've shared valuable and you want to keep receiving more, don't forget to show some love by hitting the like button and subscribing. Your support really does mean the world to me. It also does get this podcast out to more people, which I greatly appreciate. If you are ready to take the next step in your journey towards personal growth and want to see how we can work together to achieve your goals, head over to the link that I have in the show notes to book a discovery call with me. By clicking the link, you can schedule and a call directly with me. And this call is an opportunity for us to connect, chat about you, and see if we are a perfect fit to collaborate on your path to success. 
Remember, transformation starts with that initial leap. Click on the link, book the call, and let's start boosting your energy, focus, and performance. Oh, if you are considering investing in a Whoop or Aura Ring, um, we've got, I've got you covered on that if you want. In the show notes, you'll find um, anyone who has a Whoop or an Aura Ring gets a friends or family discount code. So I have both of mine in the show notes. Um, it gets you, I believe, a month free with the Whoop and $40 off with Aura at the time of this recording. Sometimes they change what they offer, um, but those links for that is also in the show notes. Thank you for being a part of our podcast community. Your dedication inspires me every single day. You are why I do this. Stay curious, stay motivated, and let's create positive change together.